Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media. Squizzy Squizzurp! We are your hosts and brothers, Spen and Nick, and what a fun week. Nets Media Day took place earlier Monday afternoon. Well, it started Monday at 10 a.m., went until 12. Um, a lot of takeaways from Media Day that Nick and I will get into, a lot of quotes uh, an interesting Zoom video with one of our star players. We'll get to all of that, but we owe you guys, the listeners, an explanation for not putting out an episode last Tuesday morning. So, Nick, do you want to inform the audience why there wasn't a Fireside Nets app last week? Yeah, I was just like smoking the ganj with my homies down at the Y, playing some ball. That actually sounds believable. So I don't know why you tell a lie like that that people would believe. I was just believe. dancing with uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, trying to like mediate their marital issues. Like they honestly like have had some troubles in the past. I was trying to work through those. Episodes. Long story short, Nick had to go to the hospital last Monday. Uh, he had a bulge in his pelvic area without getting too graphic. Uh, some sort That's of pretty graphic. Like I don't know how much more graphic. <laughs> how much less graphic I can get. Um, like he had like an abdominal problem, but you just completely painted a visual and then said not to get graphic. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the kid had a pelvic issue. Um, on top of that, he's got this terrible rash on his back and we will actually dive deeper into that are later. You trying, the, are you just painting more visuals? Of, like, I'm telling the audience body? about your medical history. Um, that wasn't even the reason why we didn't record. I, we have, I had a men's basketball uh, league game that night. And we only had three guys, so I needed Nick and another friend to show up so we can field a team of five. And um, he showed up with his friend. We dominated the other team. We beat them so bad at halftime, the refs asked us uh, if we wanted to keep going, and we said, sure. They Well, they asked the other team because well, the we they thought the other team was embarrassed, but they were like, no, we paid for this league. We'll finish out the game. Uh, so I, 100 to 55. Yeah, they took away the scoreboard when it was like 78 to 40. But um, so My that's why it was when me and Spen with like two and a half minutes left in the game, there was no scoreboard. The, the refs actually put the scoreboard off, took turn the scoreboard off because we were up like 45 at this point. Oh, it was a so manual was a... paper scoreboard and they took it away. They like put it away with about no, five I, minutes I left. Sim- I was just simplifying. But with two and a half minutes left in the game with no scoreboard, me and Spen would just. <laughs> Walk down the court, take turns nailing threes. And we I were like, we, had, we were like the Splash Brothers. It was awesome. I think me and Spen combined for twenty-one points in the last two and a half minutes, which is just disrespectful. But I mean, hey, it's better to disrespect the team with points than to disrespect them with a lack of effort. So, in between Nick's hospital visit, he's okay, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. My brother will live. In between the hospital visit and our ten p.m. basketball game and eating dinner, we just didn't have time to record. But I promise you that will not happen during the season. This is a huge pod today. We got to talk about, like I said, the Nets media day, our first preseason game coming up uh, next Sunday. Got a lot to get into, Nick. So are you ready to get started? Let's do it, dog. Okay. So just so everyone's clear, Kyrie Irvin did not attend Nets media day at Barclays Center due to health and safety protocols. 
So here are some takeaways. We're going to start with our star player, the best player on the face of the earth, Kevin Durant. It was kind of a funny press conference because David Letterman randomly was there, uh, the old late night show host, and he was asking KD Does some. Still have a really long like Santa Claus beard? No, I don't think so. I, I gotta look. Uh, I I don't remember seeing the visual of him, but I think he got rid of that beard. But uh, he asked a ton of goofy questions. He asked KD why people call him KD. Um, he asked if he would randomly switch. And, and join the Knicks on off days if, if James Dolan had called and uh, suggested that. KD answered all the questions with a straight face, and eventually he just he just goes, are you done? Like he kind of was like, all right, like finished with it. Letterman goes, and Kevin Durant goes, you'll let anybody in here. That's that's what he <laughs> said to the media. So it was a very funny back and forth. He had no idea who that was. No, I think, I think he knew. I just think he, he didn't want to – he didn't want to laugh. He wanted to make it like it was a, a realistic uh, guy just asking goofy questions. But everyone knew it was Letterman. It was it was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, just talking about some basketball stuff. So he said it's great to see LaMarcus Aldridge back in the locker room. LMA spoke with the media. I think I think that's a huge uh, piece for the Nets because when, when he played, when, when LaMarcus played last season, he was just extremely – uh, important during those wins. I think it was against the Pelicans or the, I think, I think it was the Pelicans. They looked like they were playing perfect basketball at points. And they had this amazing ball movement sequence um, where everybody touched the ball once or twice and, and it ended in a layup for the net. So KD's happy to have LaMarcus back. Um, LMA. Oh, in regards to signing his max extension, he said, I just wanted to be here and it was the perfect timing for me to do so. It was good to get it done. We continue to keep working from here. Uh, in regards to the roster, really impressed with what Sean Marks has been able to do. So they have a great mix of young and hungry guys uh, and also the grizzled veterans who have been through a lot, the experienced guys. So not the rock, yeah. Not to get confused with the, uh, I think, five year run pretty poor sitcom young and hungry starring emily osmond thank you for that clarification i think the audience might have been a bit confused so the extension good stuff really likes the roster um like i said happy to have lma back in the locker room on patty mills he called patty mills a basketball junkie so i mean i don't know if i ever want to be called a junk i don't think that's a good this guy's a, a basketball junkie what is he addicted to basketballs not like physical basketballs. I think the game of basketball. Oh, all right. Yeah, that, that makes a little bit more sense. So he's like a student. He's an extremely um, – He's probably just like a tech guy with a jumper. No, that's that guy's in Washington. We miss him though. Uh, in regards to Kyrie's vaccination, his status during home games, he said it's on Kyrie. It's a personal decision says he doesn't expect it to be an issue come the start of the season. So, you know, they asked Harden about it too. Uh, I'll get to Harden's quotes, but he had pretty much had, had a similar quote. Like this is, you know, he's not going to speak on that. He's not going to speculate. Um, I don't think anyone's going to speak for Kyrie Irving except Kyrie, which is also a sign that these guys are, are good teammates and they're not going to go behind each other's backs and, and say things, you know, out of pocket. Um, in regards to what day it was, I heard KD say – he, he was uh, being interviewed by Ruko and Sarah Kustok after, and he said something like, it's Wednesday, right? So Kevin Durant, does he know the days of the week at this point? I'm not sure because it was Monday. When the Nets, 
he's on vacation. There you go. This is his uh this is his vacation this summer. Honestly, you must live some fucking incredible life where you're not even concerned with the day or the time. Like, <laughs> right? You're just having you're just enjoying yourself. People are telling you where to be and when. Like, hey, you have to be at media day in an hour. Okay, cool. The limo's here. Fantastic. Like he does, he is just chilling, probably eating some good lobster, watching some good movies. I feel like he might be a succession guy if I if I know KD, but uh yeah, I honestly, I wish I didn't fucking know what day of the week it is. I know too many, too, like, hard what day of the week it is. Like, I can't forget what day of the week it is. Bro, and he said it with such conviction. He's like, yo, it's Wednesday, right? And they're like, ah, and they, they kind of, like, let it slide. I don't think they really told him what day it was. So he might still think it's Wednesday. Um, All right. So, obviously, good. I mean, he's not – my takeaway is he's not the biggest fan of talking to the media. And you can kind of tell in, in the way he – uh he goes back and forth, but his basketball mind, it's its one in literally nobody else. He is the only person out of the entire population on this earth that sees the game through a, through a certain perspective because he's it's the only guy. Around seven or eight billion. Sure. He's the only guy who's that tall with that handle and that, that jump shot. But let's get to uh, another star, James Harden. He also spoke to the media. Uh, some key takeaways from this. He said he's going to be patient about uh, an eligible extension, said he's trying to bring a championship to the city. He said that it's not about the money for him. He's been on enough teams where they fell short. You win a championship in New York, the money will come. So I, I sort of get it. Um, he goes on to say he, he doesn't see himself anywhere else, but he's taking his time with it. You know, The main priority is to win a championship. Would I like him to sign the extension? Absolutely. Do I understand that? He's eligible for more money next year. He's not in a rush. You know, if he has a great MVP-like season and they win a championship, he's going to get paid something crazy next year. So right answer, totally get it. Uh, any thoughts on this? No, it's not surprising. Listen, as long as he's here in uniform this year where he did win a championship, keep your eye on the prize. I'm not too concerned with locking him in long-term. Uh, obviously, it's as long as he isn't going in with the intention of – uh, I don't know if we're going to win this year and I want to explore other options. You know, maybe that's in the back of people's minds in general, but as long as he's not going in with any sort of negative mentality, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. No, I'm with you. A few other takeaways. Harden said his hamstring feels 100%, which is absolutely awesome news. He said he used the entire summer for his body, which probably means not a lot of strip clubs, hopefully less food intake more working out or it can mean the exact opposite. It was all strip clubs for his body. Also, I want to make a point of something they do in sports that bothers me. And you just reminded me of it. I hate, and they do this. Everyone does this. Maybe I'm the only person that hates it. When someone says an athlete is out with a hamstring, a hamstring, what is no, dude, that's, that's, hold on, hold on. I hate that. That's so unspecific. That's sports speak, though. It, dude, they use that well, football all the time. Hamstring? Did he get hit in the face with a hamstring? Like, I want to know what specifically is wrong with someone. Because if you say, hey, he's out with an Achilles, uh, okay, did he just, like, bruise his Achilles? Or did he completely tear it and is he out for 12 months? You've never heard of, like, uh, doctors or, or trainers go, he's out with a knee? I know I've heard that all too many times, which is what I'm saying. I don't like you just it. wish I, you just wish people would complete their sentences. It's like he's out with a torn meniscus, gives me everything I need to know. He's out with a knee is only one word less, maybe a couple syllables less, and it gives me nothing. 
he is out to drinks with his knees? I don't know. Listen, you want to change the way that trainers and coaches talk to their, their players and their employees, go right ahead. I don't think you're going to be successful there. Um, on championship or bust expectations, Harden said he thinks the entire organization feels that way. I think fucking everybody who watches the NBA feels that way. It's absolutely championship or bust. If you have this team healthy with the moves that Sean Marks has made, you have no no excuses uh, this year if you don't win a championship. Um and then it was funny because he talked about how, you know, he used the entire summer for his body. And then when he was speaking with Sarah Kustok and Ryan Rucco, he said that last year was weird not having his body right to start the year and then playing a lot of minutes with the Nets. So a lot of people speculated that was kind of why he hurt his hamstring. And in a weird way during this interview, Harden kind of confirmed it. So those are my takeaways from, from his press conference. That was it for Harden. Nothing too crazy there, but I, I guess the main takeaway is the hamstring is – 100% good to go. So that's good. Um, some other interviews, I mean, Sean Marks spoke with uh, the media, said that, you know, he likes that the team has this unfinished business mentality. And that was a common theme. LaMarcus Aldridge mentioned that word to unfinished business. I, I don't think this team is, is coming into the season um, with a level of newfound excitement. I think this is more like, all right, you saw what we're capable of last year when we're fully healthy. We, we, we lost a crazy series to Milwaukee. We're putting that in the rear few. Now we have unfinished business. Um, in regard you to know the, what else yeah. has unfinished business? What? The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay, I watched that film, 2006, starring Sean Connery this past weekend. They had so many more stories to tell. Now, I know Rotten Tomatoes wasn't a fan. I know Sean Connery retired from acting because of that movie, and the screenwriters actually never got hired to write a feature film again. But they had potential that was unfinished business you see uh nemo captain nemo uh the vampire woman too much too much no shut up stop no one cares about the league of extraordinary gentlemen it's on tv all the time if anybody wants to watch it you can message fireside nets and you can have an hour phone call about it with nick let's actually hard to stream it's hard to it's not on popular streaming services let's continue with marx's press conference he was happy about the kd extension he said that that's a big get without a doubt Hearing that Kevin wanted to build something sustainable in Brooklyn is huge. We know he's going to be here for the foreseeable future. Nice when the general manager says that about the star player. On James Harden, returning to the, to the court, Sean Marks said there's a different presence in the gym. There's a different atmosphere when Harden is around the team. So, again, you, you like the confidence that, that Marks has in his two superstars. And then in regards to Patty Mills, he called him lightning in a bottle. Patty Mills is a man of the people. He's a true culture driver. Said you might see him around at a local coffee shop or, or a slice place. So, Nick, definitely keep your eyes peeled for Patty Mills on the streets of Brooklyn. I would love to see Patty Mills. I bet he'd be a really friendly dude, too, to start a conversation with and just talk basketball. I mean, you said it yourself. He's a basketball junkie. I'm a basketball junkie. Me and Patty Mills at a pizza shop getting a slice, talking basketball. Two junkies. Doesn't get any better than that. And I'm not surprised. Patty Mills – is a veteran. He's a leader. He's not just an old dude that's here to just win a championship. I actually no, no. That's Paul Millsap. Yeah, that's I'll Paul give Millsap. that to Paul Millsap. I, I think there's a lot of intangibles Patty Mills does, and they talk about it. all the players are impressed with him. Uh, he is the Udonis Haslam of his team. So Marks called him lightning in a bottle. Could you like explain to me where that phrase comes from? Yeah, it's like a bottle is pretty small, right? And lightning is so grand. How can yeah. you fit something so incredible into something so small? So he's basically saying he's this just this 
short, normal dude who has so much energy and so much spark in him. Thank you. I, I needed you to break that down because I, I've heard that phrase a million times. I just don't really understand what it means because lightning in a bottle to me seems dangerous. You don't want to open the bottle, but in the bottle, lightning can't do much. Um, all right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think too much in, uh, into it. Important. So this is so, you know, those were all great. Now we get to the interesting Kyrie Irving Zoom call. So I, I'm not sure if this was on TV or on the Yes app because the uh, media day concluded at 12 o'clock, and this Kyrie's presser took place at like 12.05 or something. But Kyrie was nice enough to post it on his Instagram Live. So I tuned in there. Uh, it was a pretty short phone call, you know, maybe four to five minutes tops. And just to clarify, spend to the listeners, Kyrie was the only player in the Nets organization that zoomed in on media day, correct? I believe so. I, I yeah, I think I think that's accurate. Um, in regards to discussion on whether or not he has a vaccination, he continuously said he wants to keep that private, that's personal, and he doesn't want to get into that with the media. Uh, he next questioned a lot of media members, including Malika Andrews. Which I, once she got on and she asked, I thought he was going to answer because that's Malika Andrews. She's a big fucking deal. And um, he absolutely next questioned her. And he goes, if you have anything else to ask Malika, I'd love to answer it. And she basically was like, yeah, no, I don't have anything else. Um, so that that was you know interesting. I, I mean, he also, in regards to contract talks, he said he's taking it one day at a time. Uh, with Brooklyn in regards to signing a bigger deal, but but says the conversation's going well. Uh, he's excited to come into the season, says he was just hitting his stride before the injury against the Bucks in, in last year's playoffs. So obviously the, the, the big story here is the vaccination discussion, and there is a chance. I mean, Bill de Blasio has an extremely strict rule that New York athletes have to show at least one proof of vaccination before they're able to play um, in the arena or enter the arena. So – Right now, we have this weird situation where there's a chance Kyrie Irvin might not be able to play home games if he isn't able to provide a proof of vaccination. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Drop from the fucking team. What? If I don't, I don't want Kyrie on the team if he's not going to play in home games. What? What is that? It, it's it's speculative. I mean, I, I think there's going to be a way that they get around it, whether he gets the vaccination or whether or not de Blasio, I don't know, loosens the restrictions. I'm not really sure, but I'll tell you this. First of all, you're not going to drop him because the positives that he can give you in just away games is still more valuable really? than so what you he won't give you at all. So you want to go into the playoffs with a guy who's not going to be there for four out of the seven games? I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think they will figure something out. I think, look, the biggest thing, one of the bigger things I took away from KD's press conference is that he said – he said that he's confident that they'll figure it out with Kyrie. Kyrie. He said he doesn't expect it to be an issue. Those are Kevin Durant's words. Kyrie sounds confident. It sounds like he just yeah, didn't want to. That's also a good answer to get rid of the media's questions. There's no way Sean Marks and the Nets don't have a plan for this. If you think that they're only going to allow Kyrie to play away games and, and that's going to be that, they're not going to do. You're out of your mind. Sean Marks knows exactly what's going on. They speak to Kyrie on the regular. They're, I, I'm not I worried know, I right now. You. What I'm saying is if it, if you tell me if this is the case, I yep. believe that they'll find a workaround, and I hope they do. But if you tell me, hey, our starting point guard, our all-star point guard, the third best player on the team, the third superstar on our championship contention team is going to sit out 50% of our games, I no. I, 
if I'm Sean Marks, I don't want him on the team. Then you don't, you know, you're not a prince among men. You don't get to pick and choose which games you want to play. He already decides to just take off and not tell anybody. And listen, I'm all for freedom, right? You, this is a job. I'm not saying you. Oh, I'm. Oh, you're you're freedom. you're pro freedom. Thank you for you clarifying that. You don't owe me as a fan anything. You don't owe. Uh, uh, the TV or the ad or the media, anything, but you made a commitment to your team. You owe your team and your organization, your time and your effort. Harden. No, you know what? Don't even give me Harden and Durant. Let's talk Patty Mills. Let's talk Lamarcus Aldridge coming back from a heart defect. Let's talk Paul Millsap, who still who should probably retire, but is going to give his all as this next team as a 36, 37 year old to compete for a championship. And Kyrie Irving has the nerve to consider not playing in half the games when he has full control over what he's able to do with his body. Yes. But he still needs to be like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to get into vaccine talks. I don't want to have to give an opinion on vaccine talks. I don't want that to be this podcast. All I'm saying is he made a commitment to this team. He is a huge part of this team and he doesn't get, he shouldn't get the ability to just not play for 15% of the games. That's not fair to everybody who's counting on him on the team. Again, I don't want to be that fan that says he owes me anything. He doesn't owe me shit, but you owe KD, you owe uh, Harden, and you all that are back because they've given you to win a championship. And that's why I think that they figure it out and he will play. Um, you know, taking a, a sad song and making it better, if for some reason he is not able to play in home games – is, is that a saying, taking a sad song and making it better? No, you're referencing a song. Take, Take a, a sad, sad song. And, and yeah, it's the Beatles. It Remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My point is if that Kyrie, for some reason, is not able to play in home games, which I think he will be, but we're hypothetically speaking here, Cam Thomas and Patty Mills are more than ready to take on that challenge. There's more minutes for Cam Thomas there. He can prove his worth. He can showcase his skills. And, of course, you have this grizzled, hungry veteran and Patty Mills who's already won a championship. Everyone has raved about this guy. He's a basketball junkie, as Kevin Durant says. So even if Kyrie were to miss time because of this entire thing, I would still not be too worried because this roster is so goddamn That's deep. just a stupid thought. He missed the Bucks series and we lost. What do you mean you're not worried? Uh, oh, yeah, have, Cam Thomas can just plug we in. We didn't have Kyrie James Harden. We didn't have LaMarcus Aldridge. We didn't have a lot of these pieces. It wasn't just Kyrie's we had, injury. We had a, okay, there's going to be other injuries. Dude, you, it's the NBA. Who's going to say who's going to be on the team at the end of the season if Kyrie's healthy but he's not playing because he's missing home games when who knows if Millsap's going to be hurt. LaMarcus Blake might be hurt. I'm not, again, injuries happen to at least one or two players on every team every year. That's just statistics. So you're telling me, oh, I'm not worried. We didn't lose our superstar against the Bucs, the, the, the championship-winning team in 2020, and, and just let that happen, 2021, and just fucking – we weren't okay, okay? So don't tell me that Kyrie being hurt and Cam Thomas subbing in for him is totally okay. Okay, fine. Th that's your point. Um, by the way, I just wanted uh, – when Nick went to the hospital, he had a rash. The doctor said it was shingles, and it, he said it was a side effect of the vaccine. So – we're not like this is not me saying anything because I'm vaccinated. I support the vaccine. I think everyone should get the vaccine. That's, that's, not, that's, that's, a that's not proven by any. Right. The doctor just said that. So maybe your doctor was a little anti-vax guy. I don't know. I don't know. But guy. how are your shingles, by the way? Are they are they better? Yeah, they're a lot better. All right. I'm, I'm serious. I look I worry about you. you're my little bro, bro. They're acting up because you're saying Cam Thomas is as good as Kyrie Irving and his downstairs. Okay, I'll shut up. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. Um, final thing. Hey, on I'm, this not, I'm, not worried if, I'm not worried if KD gets hurt because we have uh, Nick Claxton. There you go. <laughs>
the final thing from this Kyrie thing is, um, you know, with these press conferences, people like to make up quotes. So at Ball Sack Sports, uh, they tweeted, and I don't know how people thought this was a real quote. They tweeted, Kyrie on his Zoom teleconference. We've been provided natural remedies and cures on this earth for thousands of years. I have a hard time believing 12 years of medical school is enough to fully grasp that. I think we've become narrow-minded into these imperfect sciences. It went viral. People actually thought Kyrie said that. So everyone who's out there in social media, please pay attention to the account that posts these tweets because clearly ball sack sports is probably not the most credible credible source for for quotes from nets media day i don't know i i wasn't a ball sack sports yeah um okay if we were sponsored by, we were sponsored by a, a ball trimming company this would be a perfect time moving on i mean you know some of the press conferences were pretty boring like like joe harris is even though he's handsome wasn't much to talk about you know he said you, you think back to that moment in regards to the Buck series, how difficult what how difficult it was, how painful it was for everybody. Uh, he took a few weeks to get away. He recharts. He's getting ready for next season. Joe always says the right thing. Um, not you know he's 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 a fairly boring interview. Uh, you have Millsap on joining the Nets. He says it was a long and tough process. It was a decision he made based on winning. Now uh, spoke about the importance of having vets on a championship team. To have that experience, go through these battles and share that experience with the younger guys is the most important thing. Um, but LaMarcus Aldridge was a pretty interesting interview. So he talked about retiring in April. He said it was the cleanest thing to do because he didn't want to be a distraction to the team. Uh, he said he came back because he wasn't ready to stop. And he said about a month or two after he retired, he felt that this comeback was really possible. And it was more or less just a long five-month wait for him but it was worth it. Um, and, and, and like I said earlier, he spoke about unfinished business. He said, hey, all the little work has been worth it. I'm not done yet. He watched every Nets game during the playoffs. And he, you know that one game, game seven, where they needed a bucket, he said, like I'm paraphrasing, he was really killing him. He's like, I could give them a bucket. He says at times he wished he was out there to help out a little bit. So very interesting from LMA. Uh, are you excited to watch him play in a Nets uniform again this season? Absolutely. This is the this is the most important player out of our superstars that I think that's coming back for us or that we've acquired, that we traded for, that we have. Uh, he is the most important off-season pickup, uh, if you call it that. But yeah, I mean, again, it scared me a little bit to know he was coming back after everything that happened. But I trust the NBA doctors are, are better than most doctors. Uh, I trust that he's healthy and I trust that he's ready. And yeah, I'm, I'm super ecstatic. I think he is the missing piece of the puzzle to me. I thought that last year as well. I just hope he's healthy. So Marcus, all the best. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, very excited. He's, he's my favorite offseason acquisition out of everybody. I know that a lot of people love Patty Mills. I know re-signing Blake was, was huge, but um, I think Aldridge provides a scoring option down low that very few players in the NBA can give you. Uh, he has an excellent mid-range game. He can post you up. He, he, you know, he's he's automatic from inside the paint. Um, he's a very gifted, gifted offensive player. Uh, Blake Griffin spoke to the media. He said that he credits the Brooklyn organization for having a plan from A to Z. Said that that was the main reason he re resigned with the Nets, and it was a no-brainer in coming back. Uh, in regards to playing with KD and James Harden, he said the thing that goes unnoticed is their basketball IQ. 
how much you're talking the game with them and how much they're thinking it through. A lot of it for me was getting on the same page with them last year. So, uh, you know, it's funny that he said that's the most unnoticed thing because I feel like everyone knows that Harden and KD have excellent basketball IQs, but that, that was that was interesting to me. That is cool. I like it. All right. Uh, outside of that, I mean, Bruce Brown thinks that his role will stay the same headed into the season. I, I think he's a little bit delusional. I don't think there's any way he plays significant minutes given how crowded this roster is. Um, but if he, if he thinks that his role will stay the same and that's what the team told him, I mean, he decided to come back here. So clearly he thinks there's going to be a role for him. I think there'll be minutes for Bruce Brown. I think whatever minutes he gets will be a valuable, important minutes and maybe a couple minutes less than what he's used to playing. But I mean, I've seen nothing right now that would tell me to put Patty Mills in over Bruce Brown. Um, okay. I think That's Patty Mills is a good three point shooter. I think he's a solid backup point guard. Uh, but I think Bruce Brown does things that other players on the team don't do. He's the hustle guy. Uh, he's a rebounder. Uh, he, he can knock down an open shot if he needs to. He's got that little floater in the paint. So, and then let's be real. You're trying to groom a young Bruce Brown more so than you're trying to groom uh, an older Patty Mills. So, I disagree that Bruce Brown's role is going to be diminished significantly, obviously less minutes, but I do think he'll still be a valuable player on this team. Hey, hey, come playoff time, he was one of the only guys that stayed consistently healthy uh, and kind of did his thing throughout, had a couple miscues against the Bucs. I know made a couple wrong decisions in terms of driving. Game game three was that that killer, the the, the close game three, yeah. I look forward. You know who I'm more concerned about uh, Bruce Brown's minutes getting affected is Joe Harris. Yep, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I mean, with the addition of you know James Johnson, who spoke to the media, nothing really there. Uh, DeAndre Bembry, who might not even make the team, but you know you, you have a lot of guys who can play the wing. You're absolutely right. Joe Harris's minutes might get cut into. Um, I want to move on, Nick. I mean, that was really it for media day. The Kyrie stuff was the big thing that was all over Sports Center. But y- you loved what you heard from everybody else. Um, I want to move on to a segment I like to call. Old dog learns new tricks. So James Harden has been in the lab this summer, and I wanted you to watch the video that I sent you, because I know you haven't seen it yet, of Harden working on some new moves, and I want you to react as you watch the video to the audience. So you have the link open? Yeah, I'm already watching it. I think he traveled just now. Uh, I think that was a carry. Okay. Okay, that's a super deep three. I fuck with that. He did some like little floater, like a Steph Curry elbow floater, which I with the With the left. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was the, that was the new move. Well, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. Right. He's just draining threes that have to be about five to seven feet beyond the arc. A little hezzy step back. I mean, he's, he's not missing anything. He looks good. He looks good. He's got a good back sweat, too. But, yeah, I like this a lot. This is a nice gym. Is this in Brooklyn? We should play here. Summit. Summit gym. All right. And that was called Nick Reacts to Old Dog Who Learns New Tricks. I like that segment. We should do that more often. It's um, hard you call him an old dog. Happy early birthday to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Oh, God. What is he turning? 31 or 32? Now I got to look up his age. He will turn. Um, he was born in 1988. So how did. What is it? 33? Okay. So he will be turning. Yeah, he's five years older than me. I'm 28. So he will be turning 33 on September 29th. So a big early happy birthday to Easy Money Sniper. HBDKD. Let's get a right. hashtag HBDKD trending on the 29th. We move on. The Kansas City Chiefs will sign Josh Gordon. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's 
That's for my other podcast, my my Kansas City true, Chiefs pod. It is true. The Chiefs are signing Josh Gordon. Why? We're not going to so many receivers. I know. I just I just felt like oh, Michael Porter Jr. This is breaking. Agrees to max deal with Nuggets worth up to two hundred seven million dollars. We got news galore. We got Josh Gordon, Gordon in Kansas City. We wait, got M- MPJ getting a five year max. Michael in Porter Jr. got a max contract. They never won a championship ever. Yes, yes. Not to get confused with Michael Carter Williams. We're talking about Michael Porter Jr. Or Michael Pitt. Or don't get confused with Michael Pittman Jr. That's a good point. Um, yeah, he got a max deal. I mean, he's he's going to be a stud. He, he's a very good player. They they have a big three he's a there with, and he complains about everything. All right, we're we're going to stick to Nets news and move on. Um, this next segment is called "The Nets Are Doing Something Cool in Brooklyn." So, Nick, there will be a fan practice held in Brooklyn that you will be attending. Do you remember where it is? Yeah, Brooklyn Bridge Park, BPB. Brooklyn Bridge Park. The Nets will be having an open practice. Nick, you already signed up for tickets. I actually can't go that way because I am extremely busy with something important. Uh, looking at a wedding venue with my fiance. No, so. no, you just had to say the important thing. We didn't really care what the details were. Well, I said it, and then I didn't want to hold back because I'm an open book on this podcast. People you know, who listen, I want you guys to know everything that Nick and I go through. That's why we're very open on here. Yes, I'm engaged. I'm getting married to a beautiful woman, and we're looking at wedding venues the day that the Nets are having their open practice. So Nick will be Sometimes representing – she's my woman. Yeah, not really, though. Nick will be representing Fireside Nets at the open practice. If you see if him, go, go up. I mean, I, tried, I have to get a ticket. I registered, but they You'll don't get a ticket. Don't worry. We got enough ins in that organization oh, where you will like absolutely be there. Game, huh? Hey, we're, that's in the rear view, just like that series against the Bucks. All, right, all in the past. I got to grill some chicken. Jesus Christ. Um. The Nets will open up preseason this Sunday against the Los Angeles Lakers, October 3rd. Uh, what are you looking for in this first preseason game? No injuries. Play all the backups. Develop Cam Thomas. Let me see Patty Mills have some fun. Give Lamar Control just like the first six minutes to hit one shot so we know he's okay. Uh, and don't play our superstars. You know, when you have a team this good, when you have a team like the Lakers that are this good, Really, the goal is to keep everyone healthy come playoff time. I think that's on everyone's mind, even if you have to finish second or third in the league to conserve some players. You know who has done a really good job? Uh, any team Kawhi is on. Kawhi's whoever manages Kawhi, whoever his personal trainer is, always limits his minutes in the most perfect way, always gives him an off day in the most perfect time. So all I hope for this preseason, going into the regular season, is everyone stays healthy, everyone stays smart, these minutes are limited. They get the reps they need to and nothing more. I really want to see uh, the big men not named LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin for the Nets. I'm talking about Nick Claxton, and I'm talking about Dayron Sharp. I want to see those guys get heavy minutes in the preseason. Uh, look, there was a lot of hype around Claxton last year, and towards the, the end of the year, he, he kind of disappointed. He, he kind of regressed a little bit. His offensive game is still relatively raw, even after – you know, two years in this league. Um, I want to see him early on in the preseason. I want to see him kind of score in the post, do some things on offense. You know, we we all know what he's capable of on defense, but I want to see him more involved on the offensive end. And then I don't know what this sharp guy is is made of. I want to see him play a little bit as well. 
um, in, in a format that's not summer league. Uh, very excited for Cam Thomas, by the way. I, I think he's going to be electric. Really just the young guys. That That's what preseason is for me. Um, and, and that's really it. So October 3rd, this Sunday, check out the Nets and the Lakers. I know me and Nick will be watching, taking vigorous notes. And uh, that does it for this week's episode of Fireside Nets. So, Nick, to end the pod, um, I, I kind of like to l- give the audience some some lessons or you know something that we've that's been on our mind, something we've been thinking about. So we'll start with you, and then I'll go. I've been thinking about not itching my rash for the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure, effectively not itching it, which is good. Uh, kind of put things in perspective. You know, life's really short. You never know when you're going to have a burning, bubbling rash, uh, and it just tells you to de-stress. So I've been thinking a lot about not worrying about things that are out of my control, not, you know, playing out uh, scenarios in the worst way possible, really only playing them out in the best way possible. Uh, and I think that we can all just practice taking a deep breath and, you know, living in the moment and letting things play out, knowing if we put in the work, if we prepare ourselves, uh, things will turn out well uh, and we will succeed as long as we stay on the right path. And that path is led by you and it's led by the people around you. And it's not led by God because this is not a religious podcast. So don't, God will carry me through everything and watches over me. No. And to people who, you know, practice religion and, and, and faith is important to them. Yes. That's, that's good. I don't know why, why you, you reacted like that. I, I support people who, are religious who who believe in God and who have faith. Faith is extremely important. I, I have I, I I have faith um, that there's a higher being out there. Uh, so that's my response to to your thing. Are you done? Can I go? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sick and tired of getting robot spam friend requests on Facebook. So I see that this Alyssa Lowe sent me a friend request, right? And then I go to her profile and it's Hello everyone, are you single? I've started a new group for adults on WhatsApp. There are so many single girls here who are in need of good sex. You can join here without spending any money. You can have sex with your type of girl. Are you looking for a partner? Are you interested? Register first and find your satisfaction. I get like four to five of these a week. And I'm just... Can you send me that link? No, I always always delete them and it's embarrassing. And I'm, I'm tired of this. So who's ever sending me these robot spam you know, friend requests of these make-believe women asking for good sex. A, I'm engaged. And B, please Two, stop sending me that. It won't be good sex. It won't please, be good sex. Please stop. I'm sick of it. I always get excited. Maybe there's someone who I, I used to connect with who knows me, who just wants to have a pleasant, you know, Facebook relationship where they see pictures of my life. I see pictures of their life. But no, it's never that. It's just this this weird robot woman named Alyssa or Beatrice or Melanie or or Steve. And sometimes it's a dude. Sometimes it's a dude. All right. That does it for this week's episode of Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick brought to you by Empire Sports Media. We will not miss another week until probably the end of the season. And that will be after the Nets win the championship, Nick. I mean, you might not miss another week. I have a wedding in Jamaica. I'm going to miss that Monday, the uh, the 18th, I think. But you'll be you'll be at the practice, the uh, at the Brooklyn Bridge Park. If I get a ticket, I'll go. Yeah, I have, I, I registered, but I haven't gotten an email. I think it's like a lottery. All right. Okay, fine. In this in this episode, you I'm put doing down my best. Religion. I'm doing my best. You put down religion. You put down Kyrie Irving. You put down a lot of things in this episode. Yeah, and all I, I got to be the tough one. All, You're the one who's like, Kyrie can do whatever he wants and everything will work out. All I have to say to that 
is catch you on the fireside. That, that's not a response. That doesn't. That's not a. That makes no sense in the context of what we're talking about. In no way does that answer the question, or does that make any sense? 